0: This is the Emergency Medical Minute. Real, raw, relevant emergency medical education. Please enjoy the show. So continuing my theme of medical minutes on things that might simplify our practice or things we might not actually have to do, I wanted to talk about uh, ROGAM. So uh, ROGAM is a practice that we, we uh, uh, use widely. So our practice is when we see somebody with threatened miscarriage first trimester, uh, might be bleeding or maybe even just spotting, among other things, we'll confirm their RH type and if they are RH negative, we'll give them ROGAM before they leave. It turns out that it's really not an evidence-based practice, uh, and in fact, there's reasonable science that, w- that that's unnecessary. So the theory behind it is that you know a, a woman who is RH negative, uh, if her fetus is RH positive because the, the fetus's uh, father is RH positive, then theoretically there can be fetal maternal transfusion. So fetal cells into the maternal circulation, which then allo-immunizes the mother against that Rh, that Rho antibody. And then if the, she has a subsequent pregnancy, which is Rh positive, that is antigenically, you know, triggers uh, immune response in the mom, which can lead to something called fetal hydrops and, and, and death of the fetus. Um, it is a thing. So in the pre rogam era, uh, R.H. Mo- uh, negative moms uh, underwent uh, R.H. alloimmunization about 16% of the time after delivery. And when ROGAM was introduced in the 1960s, that number dropped down to about 1% to 2%, and now it's even lower because of earlier practice of administering Rogam in, in pregnancy. But Interestingly, it turns out, although there is evidence that that happens in the setting of the massive exchanges of blood that occur during delivery, there's really no evidence that in the micro exchanges of theoretical. Blood that occurred during a a even a surgical procedure in the early trimesters that that leads to alloimmunization. So the the fetal circulation of a 10 week fetus is you know way under one cc of blood. I mean we're talking about incredibly small volumes of blood that would even be available for maternal fetal or fetal maternal uh, transfusion, and there's really no clinical evidence that it's a thing. It turns out in the UK it's actively Prohibited. So, if you look at the Nice guidelines, which are the European, uh, or sorry, the United Kingdom's National Institutes of Health uh, guidelines, they actually actively say do not give Rogam uh, before 12 weeks of pregnancy. If you look at the ACOG guidelines in our country, uh, there are no Level A recommendations regarding this. There is a Level C recommendation to consider or give it uh, during uh, first trimester miscarriage. But the only actual ACOG level A guideline is for ectopic pregnancy, when there's perceived much higher risk, obviously, because of much more bleeding risk that's, that could happen. And there's good reasons why we shouldn't give it. It greatly prolongs the ER visit, as you know. It's expensive, and it's in limited supply because it's made from human plasma. So ultimately, at the end of the day, most emergency physicians, I think, we, we just like to swim with the stream. You know, we don't like to salmon up the river, kind of, if you will, against, against everybody else. So... A lot of our practice, I think, just is, is habit around this. And then I'm actively working with our OB colleagues to try to get some kind of consensus so we might, moving forward, be able to stop doing this routinely. I think there are situations where it's definitely important. So after 12 weeks, I would absolutely be, have a higher concern just because of the volume of potential fetal blood. Or any mom who's undergoing a, procedure, a surgical procedure. So if somebody's going for surgical DNC, that would be another story. But in the vaginal bleeder spotter, I, I, my own practice is I, I don't check it. So that's the Medical Minute. Let's have a good day. Thanks, guys.